0: Hello, and welcome to episode 96, Does Your Lifestyle Support Resilience? Seven Habits to Stay Vital. You know, it seems as though everyone wants to be resilient these days, and going through life events of relationship disasters, job losses, and relocation, and sometimes all within a 10-day period can lead one to feel very fatigued, despondent, and just feeling in total despair, not vital at all. We don't have much control over external occurrences, but what if we could change our perception around these types of occurrences? Resilience can be improved, acquired, in both an innate quality as well as an acquired quality. When vitality is strong, resilience is optimal. Today I'd like to discuss both, but mainly how we can build habits to support resilience. Because resilience is based on our level of vitality and affects our desire and ability to take action in the world, we want to be able to develop a clear, calm and focused mind. I started my research on resilience when I was asked to speak at a medical conference, preventing physician burnout, actually. And I never really thought it was as big a sector of the population you know, being affected. But it really seemed to be when I did all the research and crunched the numbers. We've all had the experience, as I mentioned, of challenging happenings like losing a job, relationship issues, death, or all of the above together. But what really determines how we process these events, why do some people process it differently? You know, that really has to do with how we perceive them to be. If we step back for a moment, into our own essence, I call that established in our being, and really contemplate what what would really help make these situations more or less devastating, we can actually assess our energy and consciousness. How established are we, as I just mentioned, in our own essence, our own being, and how healthy is our energy, our vitality? I accept that everyone's experienced loss. I mean, what human being has not? And it doesn't really create uh, devastation in some or maybe less of an impact in others. But I can say if the perceptions are clear and not covered with fear and self-doubt, We can ride the currents of change without feeling destroyed with such an overwhelming sadness that it takes us 10 years to recover. Now, again, I'm speaking to you from experience, not from, you know, what the books say. I've been down that road just as you have, so I'm a human being also. So what I'm suggesting here is not really negating our feelings at all, but not letting the feeling shut us down and actually shut our own health and well-being down. And when I look back at those events that I've experienced, I think it was my meditation training that actually allowed me to feel lost, but not get too trapped in it. Although I have had many opportunities to practice being trapped, and I was at one time, especially when I was younger, and I had lost the first real love of my life, whatever I'm defining as lost. It just didn't go my way. You know, my ego got involved of this great loss. And we've all been there, either with a pet, a person, or something else. You know, I had always thought of myself as resilient, and rightly so, because faced with a challenge, I would feel pain, but I was usually able to turn it around and look at the opportunity in this experience. But I can remember being caught in a position of not really being able to step back so easily and getting back into balance. Actually, the loss took me years to recover from. And you know, I went back and I traced the patterns of how I restored my balance. And that's what I want to bring to you today. And it brings me to what I call acquired resilience. We're all born with resilience, as I mentioned. That is what really makes us survive childhood after all. You know, some children who are not as fortunate as as others still live without food and care, but it's their resilience that actually keeps them alive. But that only goes so far because damage does result, of course. But we do have to acquire resilience and it comes from our habits and our training. So in other words, we have to train ourselves to get into that space of acquired resilience. So there are two major concepts that I have woven into the resilience training that I offer. And the first is to become established in being. When we're established in being, we're able to overcome our fear and self-doubt. We have the confidence and trust in ourselves and our relationships. And this comes from taking care of our well-being through diet, nutrition, lifestyle habits, and training the mind with meditation and its practices. And I'm keeping to include that because that's really the foundation core is meditation and its practice. And I'm talking about skillful meditation, not just, you know, um, not just something that just comes by whenever you feel like it. The second concept is to take action, and the greatest part of living a fulfilled life is the ability to take action to accomplish what you set out to do, and this requires that our intention comes from a clear, calm, and focused mind. Taking action is not reacting or trying to achieve a lot of things outside of us. It's really coming from the place of essence, and that means you're responding in a way that will support your focused intention. This comes over time and after one becomes aware of his or her own issues that drain the energy and then follow a program to restore function where we may be depleted. So many of us have had experience where we have depleted ourselves, either through our diet habits, our thinking habits also. When I use the word diet here, it's not just physical. I'm also talking about our mental diet. What are we feeding our mind? So here I will share some major lifestyle habits that bring vitality to helping us become more resilient. And I start, you know, start with one of these and then work your way through the list and see what happens. The first I speak about is practicing meditation, breathing and yoga exercises daily. Start with learning to breathe correctly. If you don't know how, take our master meditation class. And I'm just being very specific here for the new people on the uh, podcast calls. Learn how to breathe using your diaphragm. Any good program, any solid program, any authentic program will teach you how to breathe first. Why? You need to balance the nervous system and you need to build a very, very strong nervous system. We teach that in our classes. Learn how to move your body with stretches and rebuilding practices. I'll be doing live events to help you in 2020 for those that wanna be a human to human interaction, which I think that's where we're gonna be going. Everyone's doing digital, of course, but we still need to be with our human our human friends and so that's very very important and the third part of practicing meditation breathing and yoga exercises daily is to meditate follow a systematic precise systematic uh practice to build and refine your nervous system. If it doesn't have to be ours, if you could find one out there that you like better, please go ahead and do it. But you really need to be in a skillful, precise practice to really get the effects and to train the mind and train the brain. So the first was practice meditation, breathing and yoga exercises daily. The next is to focus on your diet habits. Diet is a habit and nutrition is the way we nourish ourselves. But I'm speaking about diet habits here. I'm not going to be talking about foods. So lunch should be your main meal of the day. Eat a light dinner and do not eat right before going to bed. I've been saying that over three decades now. Uh, Keep that in mind. Breakfast is optional. Careful of what you're getting out in the market with the false profits, P R O F I T S, by intermittent fasting. Yes, you can do that, but do that again in a skillful, precise, systematic way, not just all over the place. Second, under this category of focusing on your diet habits, is to don't snack. Don't eat until your prior meal has been fully digested for at least three to six hours. That's contrary to what you hear out there, having you forage all day, which is actually aging you a lot faster. You're not allowing your nervous system to regulate uh, within the gut itself to really keep you in a stable, strong fashion. Again, this is for healthy people I'm talking about. If you have a medical condition, that's another whole another thing. Whole, uh, dealing. And I'm not really talking about that right now. If you'd like, I could talk about that at another time. The third under this category is to eat in a quiet, comfortable, and peaceful environment. Not when you're talking on your cell phone, not when you're texting, not, not when you're doing anything. Just go be in nature if you're taking a lunch break, or be somewhere where you're quiet, comfortable, and in peace. The third under this category, or the fourth under this category, is don't eat in a hurry while you're doing other things. And that kind of ties into the last one, being quiet, comfortable, in a peaceful environment. People are texting, working at your computer, talking on a cell phone, reading and working. It doesn't work that way. We need to work on regulating our nervous system. And remember, the gut has its own nervous system. So please eat with quiet comfortableness without being in a hurry. The next step for this is don't overeat. We all know that because that causes a distension of the the gut and makes us very uncomfortable and many times we fall asleep or become irritable. And drink hot water with fresh ginger frequently throughout the day if you want or some chamomile tea, something that's going to encourage nourishment to your mind-body matrix. So all of those are focusing on your dietary habits. Again, lunch should be the main meal of the day. Don't snack eat in a quiet comfortable and peaceful environment don't be on other doing multitasking here while you're eating don't overeat and have some hot water beverage with your with yourself throughout the day to keep yourself comfortable and you won't want a snack if you do that the third uh lifestyle habit that I came up with is practice some form of movement sequence daily on a regular basis. And I prefer Hatha yoga. You know, we have all these other names for yoga now for marketing purposes, but really learning to regulate the right and left hemisphere of the brain through Hatha, which means sun and moon. We're actually regulating our energy channels. Uh, Just a simple sun salutation. will work with that. You can learn that from someone or you can get it from the book, Feeling Good Matters. I've focus on that because it's simplistic enough for everyone. And it can be a very advanced practice for those that really want to regulate it with the breath and with the channels that are working into the nervous system itself. The fourth is to perform a daily oil massage before showering or just doing it, you know, your feet before you go to bed, especially now in the fall that helps to really regulate, calm down the mind and keeping us in a sense of vital vitality. It also helps build resilience of course. The fifth is to fast each day from digital toxins. That means turn your router off, turn off your cell phones, have a specific time where you're gonna be doing emails, a specific time where you're gonna be calling people back. Do not let the uh, the digital technology take over your life do not let it do that it's easier for me to say that the habit is so ingrained now it's it's very very difficult but fast each day from digital toxins 6th be in bed ready for sleep if you can by 10 p.m. anything before midnight really rejuvenates the system anything really around 10ish is ideal for restoring the brain function and giving the brain a rest and actually rebuilding brain cells And as always, number seven, remain calm. Consciously aware, living in the moment, that's our motto here. Calmness is the key. That's our number one download, believe it or not, in podcasting was to remain calm because awareness is the key to change and our level of awareness does indeed dictate how we operate in the world, our thinking, feeling, and acting, our resilience factor, our vitality factor. Essential teachings for any resilience training, according to the Mayo Clinic, for example, is improving your resilience is to train your attention and awareness. So people are doing studies now on this. Becoming more intentional and purposeful will decrease your negative thoughts, draw your attention to what's most meaningful around you. And along with increased resilience, training focused on this exercise can also decrease our stress and anxiety and boost our quality of life. And that study came out in 2018 from the Mayo Clinic. So in our training, we do use the gold standard to train our awareness, and that is breath. Breath is the key to self-regulation because of the nervous system and regulating the vagus nerve. So matter who or what exerts dominance over our bodies, our food, our freedoms, we are in charge ultimately of what matters most and that's our mind. Train your mind because the energy of your mind is the essence of your life. Regardless of how we've been hurt, who you know who we are stays the same, our essence stays the same. Our sense of self, our strength, our willpower, It's ours. We can either let it die or we can cultivate it into being rich and becoming the radiant being that we're really meant to be. As I always say, do your research because that brings us to the end of this episode. And if you'd like to be notified weekly for our new podcasts, please subscribe. The Susan Taylor Podcast is available on YouTube as the Susan Taylor PhD TV YouTube channel iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Also on susantaylor.org, where you can click on the podcast to subscribe. So contact us at susantaylor.org. And if you have any questions or comments or feedback on this, please send them my way. I love to read them. You're actually now generating the content for these podcasts. So I'm very pleased in that it's supplying some of you with what you want to hear. And maybe not all of you. I don't hear from all of you at once. Thanks again for listening. And the Susan Taylor podcast does come out every week. And until next time, remain calm, consciously aware, living in the moment.